Thanks, Alex. All right, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. And I'll tell you why I'm nervous. Number one, this is my first time speaking here at Church in the Valley, but really, I mean, this is a pretty amazing opportunity for me just because uh, this place, Alhambra, Diamond Bar, Church in the Valley has meant so much to me, and so uh, it's really an honor, exciting to speak to you guys this morning and serve in that way. Um, but I want to do something, and I'm going to need your help, because again, I'm nervous, okay? So if I could get everybody to stand up real quick, that'll make me, and just stay there for the rest of the time, it'll make me at ease. I didn't get to spend New Year's with all of you, so what I want us to do this morning to get started, because it is the first message of the New Year, is to do a little countdown, all right? And then we're all going to say, Happy New Year, okay? And I, I really need a good one here because I, I'm going to feel so lame. If I, I was the guy who did the countdown and it didn't work. And So ready? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Woo! I didn't add the woo, but we could do that. Okay, y'all can be seated. Perfect. We got a little energy going here. Well, Happy New Year. This is, um, as you should be able to tell, one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I don't know what it is about the holiday. It is an arbitrary break between calendars. But for some reason, it always gets me very, very excited. There's very little difference between 1159, December 31st, and 12.05, let's say, on January 1st. But for some reason, when we do that countdown, there's that little break in the year. And I don't care, care how melancholy you are or how, uh, well, it's just another day. You are. There's something really exciting about the difference between this and that. So last week, Alex spoke about looking back. And today, I'm going to be looking forward but the looking back, I actually got a little misty-eyed. I don't know if y'all saw the Google commercial that was talking about all the things that happened this year, and there's the really exciting stuff and the funny stuff, and then there's the really sad stuff, and then there's a lot of people with ice water and all that kind of stuff, and that was 2014. So that one's in the books. It's packed. It's done. But I get excited because once we got over that 10 seconds of countdown, we were in 2015. And, you know, now we're four days in. If you've broken your vows and your goals and resolutions and all that sort of thing, um, don't worry. We have Chinese New Year, February 16th, I think. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But the main thing is, is that once we've stepped over that arbitrary boundary, we are in a new year and there is new opportunities and new energy. And if 2014 didn't treat you right, 2015 is here and it is brand new. Um, today we are looking forward and specifically, we're looking forward at um, competition, comparing yourself. Um, last week, Alex talked about how when we look back on our year, it's very easy for us to compare ourselves to others. And really, if 2014 seemed really nice, suddenly you start comparing yourself to other people. And it's possible that you kind of go, well, I thought it was really nice. Then I saw what they got, and it wasn't that nice. Um, it's really better that we look at... Uh, what God's given us, and be th thankful and content with what he's given us. What we're going to speak about today, though, is um, kind of that same kind of idea of comparing and competition, but looking forward. And the problem with that is, is that it's very easy for us to look forward and get off track automatically because we're trying to push and 
compete against the wrong things. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. So now you know that's where we're at. Um, what I want to kind of uh, start with is just like when I was kind of preparing for this, I realized that I don't know about you, but I think from day one in my life, I've been competing. And some of you might feel like that resonates with you, but I guarantee you we're all very competitive. I think it's part of the system that we live in. Um, one, one thing is, uh, you know, in school, you have the grade system, all that sort of thing. I had a geometry teacher one time that actually would hand back all of her tests from lowest to highest. Yeah, I was really bad at geometry, too, which was good because that meant I got my tests back faster, but... Um, that was really not very fun. Um, I'm the uh, youngest of two boys, so I deeply love my brother. Me and him are very different, but because, you know, he's my sibling, um, we compete. It's part of the system. This is part of being a part of the Rogers clan. We compete. Um, but then there's trophies and awards, and that's a whole other category. Because I don't know if when you were younger or, you know, whenever you were getting trophies all the time, maybe you still get trophies. I don't know. We might have some Olympians in the audience or something like that. But when you get a trophy, it's, it's very exciting. It's a, it's, a, it's a prize. It symbolizes something. It kind of pulls on something on the inside. Well, I always valued the trophies and things probably way too much for a normal human being. Um, one thing was uh, I had a, uh, you know, everybody has show and tell in elementary school and stuff like that. I remember distinctly in about fourth or fifth grade, I decided, because I had such amazing trophies, that surely everybody in my class would like to see all of them. All of them. I took half of show and tell with all of my trophies. We're talking, I had a perfect attendance award, award for my church choir. I had ribbons from field day. I had baseball trophies that most of the kids on the team were in the room. Like, things that no one's impressed with, and must, much like most elementary school kids are, um, they told me about how unimpressed they were. But these trophies never really reached up to the true caliber of trophy that I always really wanted. So I did what you do in a situation like that, and I made this bad boy. The Kid of the World Award. Now, to date, I believe I'm the only one who has received it. Um, but what's really sad about this, besides the poor design and craftsmanship, is that this made sense to me to do. Um, looking at it, I mean... I knew that that's what I wanted, as most probably children want to be kid of the world. I actually, you can see it's actually in typewriter. I used a typewriter because we didn't have a computer at the time. Um, it says number one kid, just to specify, to make sure that the kid of the world award was only for the number one kid. So if there was a category, I want it. Um, I knew that if, uh, if, you know, if, if there was anything that I wanted in my school or anything like that, it was to be the number one kid. Um, I didn't know if this competition actually existed. I thought maybe perhaps because of where my birthday fell, I might miss, uh, you know, the entry. So I had to create the award, and there it is. 
So this is kind of the way, in a, in a less narcissistic way, I think all of us can be. Um, we all like the trophies. We like awards. We like recognition. As adults, we don't, we don't do this. <laughs> but we do it in other ways. Um, the way we uh, interact with our, our fellow employees, uh, the way we work with our boss, the attitude that we have uh, when we're presenting things, uh, these are all different ways that we get our trophy in. And there is opportunities uh, all the time uh, to compare ourselves. This is where the notes start. So if you're following along in the notes, that's where we're at. Um, there are opportunities to compare ourselves every day. Um, think about the different areas and people we are tempted to compare ourselves to. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we all drive a car. Some of us are nicer cars than others. Um, cars can be arbitrary, but they're an easy place for us to compare because the grass is always greener usually. Homes, I'm an apartment dweller, but maybe your home is a part of point of pride for you and you're always looking at the other person out there and saying, oh man, I wish I had that house. That would be nice. Um, yards, I grew up in the South, so that was like a really, really big thing, your yard and your gardening and your skills. And it was a lot of ego and really weird things wrapped up into yards. And hey, there you go. Um, kids, obviously, is a big one. You know, we've seen all the bumper stickers. The, um, you know, my student is, you know, an honor roll student over here. This guy's beating up honor roll students. Um, I think about it like it's really hilarious seeing those bumper stickers because, you know, when we were kids, the thing that we always said was, you know, my dad could beat up your dad. If my dad actually had that level of competition where he went over to Johnny's dad and said, Hey, you know, Johnny, you know, I bet I could probably beat you up. That would be ridiculous. You know, levels of competition that kids have and adults have, it's not the same, but at the same time, we all know that we have kind of some of these pulls deep, deep, deep down in us. Maybe some of those aren't the superficial things, aren't the things that you really struggle with, uh, but maybe some things like appearance. Again, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise any hands, uh, but appearance can be something that you may never, like, identify in public, maybe not bring up in a small group, but it's something that we all kind of, we all kind of look over in the mirror. We all kind of look around. We see, wow, I'm getting older. Things are different. Things are changing. I can't go back to normal like I used to be able to when I just got on a diet, and, and there's a whole bunch of my own baggage I'm about to add in there. Um, <laughs> But basically, uh, there's that. There's accomplishments. Why did that guy get that raise? Or why did they get to now go on that vacation? Um, all these different things are really tied up inside of us, and it's, it's, it's really sad, and it's really stuff that we need to get out for this, uh, this new year. Um, the next thing is um, job status. That's, uh, that's pretty much universal. Um, you know, some of us identify our... our identity with our jobs more than others, but, um, you know, it, it is a very important thing. Um, I want you to take a look real quick at a clip from the movie uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Really fun movie, really good, um, and I think he really hits the nail on the head here. I got two questions for you. What do you do and how do you do it? <laughs> I'm a stockbroker. Stockbroker? Oh. Yeah. I had to go to college to be a stockbroker, huh? You don't have to. 
have to be good with numbers and good with people. That's it. Hey, you take care. Hey, I'm going to let you hang on to my car for the weekend, but I need it back for Monday. Feed the meter. <laughs> Still remember that moment. They all looked so happy to me. Why couldn't I look like that? <laughs> they all look so happy. Wouldn't that be? And I like how they uh, the the movie industry is great with this. Just pulling on our heartstrings. There's slow motions of just these perfect smiles floating along, and oh, just so nice. Um, in my life, I I do sales. That's my profession or my job. And I uh, I we have sale meetings every month, and sometimes that's the way it happens when you don't have a good sales month. Everybody's walking into the meeting. They're smiling and they're so happy. Oh, why can't I be happy? And um, yeah, that's comparison right there. Um, again, everybody's different. We all have our own little thing, but um, hopefully you've thought about something that's in your heart that you compare uh, with. Um, but the problem with uh, comparison is that we really do not have all the information. Uh, the first thing is um, we don't know how others got where they are. Um, I'd consider this like the journey. Um, we look at success stories and things, and we, especially if you've uh, started a business or something like that, you look at businesses, and if you watch a documentary or look at a, a you know, a, a case study, a lot of times you can look at a business and go, wow, they were an overnight success, and then you find out it took like 30 years for them to be an overnight success. It's just ridiculous. We don't know the story. When you see somebody who has a nice car, or, uh, yeah, we have something that we really, really want, statistically speaking, probably debt was involved in getting it. And if that's not on your high list of things that you want to get, you might not want to get that thing. Um, the second thing, or the second reason why um, comparison can just be just devastating is we don't know how things will end up for that person. So basically the conclusion. Um, with, I mean, with anything, uh, you know, you see a guy and they're, they're, they're getting something that you want, or, uh, you know, again, doing something that you've always wanted to do, and all of a sudden you hear of something just going just devastatingly wrong, like they lose a house or they lose the thing that they're looking for. Um, they lose that job that they've been really, really fighting after and you've really coveted, coveted, coveted. Um, but basically, we don't know how things are going to turn out. We don't know the conclusion, and so um, it's really not... Not helpful at all for you to compare in those situations. Um, but for all these reasons, it really is dangerous to set yourself up on this path. And it really is a path where in your mind you say, oh, man, if only I had that thing. If only I could drive that car. If only I had the job that gets me to that car, then I would be happy. There's times where we'll get on that road and it's only a week. It's only two weeks. It's only a month. There are people, though, that get on this road for 30, 40 years, and you wake up one day, and you realize that there was no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And, in fact, that rainbow wasn't even something you wanted to be driving on. Sorry, that metaphor got a little too long. But the point is, 
Um, we all have understood those places where it just seems like we're going and going and going, and then we finally ask yourself, is this even a place where I wanted to go? So if we imitate the wrong people, we are going to just end up with a bunch of regret and um, you know, really chasing after things that we don't want. And our choices to compare uh, leads us down the wrong path. That's just the bottom line here. So um, uh, comparing, um, I, I'm going to move to some, uh, in the New Testament, basically um, Paul, who was one of the first church starters, um, kind of brought this out. And this isn't in your notes, so maybe just jot down these uh, scripture references. Sorry, I forgot to put them in. Um, but 2 Corinthians 10:12, um, Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, and he says, um, not that we dare to classify, classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, uh, they are without understanding. And so basically what was happening here is that um, they had, number one, the wrong standards, and they were comparing themselves against each other. So that's obviously a recipe for disaster because, you know, God has his standards and man has his standards. And if we have the wrong standard that we're comparing against, we can't possibly get the right conclusion. Um, the next thing is uh, in also in Corinthians, but 1 Corinthians 15.33. You might want to write that one down because, again, it's not in there. Um, it basically says, um, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Uh, basically, if I get into the wrong crowd and we're sitting there comparing ourselves, number one, we're all using the wrong standards, but also these people have bad character. Again, we, you can see how we can spiral out of control and all of a sudden we find ourselves down the road and we've, we've, we've really deviated off of where we wanted to be headed. So, um, so we see the trouble with, uh, we can get into uh, if we follow those kinds of people. Um, thankfully, and this is a big thankful, God is very, very merciful. And in his word, he gives us um, some guidelines to help us kind of get back on track. Obviously, last week we talked about um, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. And I want to actually just read that real quick uh, just to refresh your minds. It's, um, it says, uh, keep your, lo- your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake, or never will I forsake you. Basically, uh, you know, God is providing us all that we need. And if we can be content with what he's given us, knowing that, like a good father, he provides for us, um, you know, we can look back and, and realize that he's always giving us exactly what we need. Um, through this verse, I mean, again, we just see the importance of uh, looking back over the year. And can you scroll up just a little bit? Sorry about that. Um, the next uh, scripture, though, uh, which is, should be on the screen, is um, Hebrews 13, um, 7. 7 and 8? Yes. And it says, Remember your leaders, uh, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcomes of their life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And really, this is the key scripture for, um, for our message today. Um, And I just want to point out basically three words that really just jump out at me. And it's remember, consider, and imitate. Um, Imitate has been the big word of what we're doing here today. Uh, If we really want to take a step forward and get off this ridiculous path that is comparison and competition, we have to imitate the right people. 
And so um, really being able to remember our leaders and consider their ways is really the only way that we can do that. Um, there's a lot of different ways um, or a lot of different uh, people in our lives that are going to set out and give us goals to pursue during the year. One, obviously, family and friends, and they're wonderful, and my family and friends have given me some amazing goals to achieve, but a lot of times um, they have goals that aren't necessarily what I need to be jumping after at the time. We have actors and actresses and sports stars, people who, just by their very present, give us something to attain to, and a lot of times it's not, again, the path that we want to be on. There's Facebook, which as I scroll through Facebook, it's just a never-ending barrage of goals and things that aren't necessarily what, again, I need to be going after. And then finally, the media. And a lot of people get their goals for the year based on the media, whether they know it or not, from things that uh, they're out to sell, like cars, houses, uh, toys, all sorts of things. Um, but basically, this verse in Hebrews 13:7 through 8 um, we're really talking about, uh, or he gives instruction on um, looking to your leaders and um, looking to your leaders and being able to uh, to follow their example. Okay, so um, if you could scroll up just a little bit more, Matt. Sorry. Sorry again. I never look at the monitor ever. <laughs> cool. Um, so basically, uh, with our leaders. Um, they give really the example for what we're supposed to, stand, uh, to go after. So 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, which should be up there as well, um, says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now, again, this is Paul writing this. And the first time I read this, I was kind of like, I heard somebody speak on this, and I was like, that still seems really arrogant that I'm going to follow you because you're following Christ, because you're just doing the best you can, and Jesus is perfect. And that gets a little scary. Um, but let's look at the next verse, too. Philippians 4.9 says, um, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Uh, basically, um, your leaders that are before you um, are really uh, people that are, uh, are living according to God's word. They're people that are really following in faith and uh, embodying uh, the work of Christ. So, if you're imitating someone that's imitating Christ, um, you're getting really, really close as compared to, you know, chasing after somebody that doesn't have the right standards like we were talking about earlier. Um, but this really hits home for me. Uh, when I first started coming around Church in the Valley, um, I was in a really weird spot in my life. Six years ago is when I moved to California. And, um, you know, I was really, I knew God was leading me to get some training and get some get some footing in some areas uh, that I wasn't aware uh, the full extent of what I was missing. But um, I knew that there was some stuff that, again, I was missing out on. And when I first came around, I'm, I'll be honest, I was a complete squirrel around here. <laughs> I'm not going to mince words. I, uh, I wasn't really uh, that, I was extraordinarily arrogant, and I didn't have a good understanding of all that I didn't know. Um, and there were some serious cracks in my character that I couldn't see because I knew it all. And I got into some things that were really off, off, off the path, basically by following this formula of death that we talked about earlier, where you're comparing yourself and checking yourself against people 
they're not running with the right standard. And um, needless to say, we can summarize all that as this, is that um, I met with Pastor Randy, and um, he led me to someone who uh, we could meet with. And they invited me to their family and walked with me through some of the things that I was going through. And just by having their example, and again, this is really deep on me, um, just by having their example, I was able to start putting down some anchors that really put me back on the path that I wanted to be on. And um, it was extraordinarily hard, and it was extraordinarily dark time for me. And uh, what I realized during that time was that um, there were, I mean, there were also times where I just had to kind of hunker down and just know that God was there and that he was real and that he was with me. And But again, having the support around me, having good people to imitate um, really set me up to, um, to move forward. And then all of a sudden you look back, a couple years have passed and you're down the road. And um, I'm very arrogant. And so uh, as, as we've touched on today, um, I didn't realize um, how much help could just come from imitating somebody that was imitating Christ. And um, if you want to know what we're about, that's, that's really it. Um, we're not perfect, but we are uh, trying to figure, figure things out. And, um, you know, I'm excited to be a part of it again. There you go. Um, but basically, uh, what I've found now that I have some of those things behind me or those things behind me is that, you know what? It's not like I finished that off. Now I don't need to imitate somebody. What I've found is that if I keep imitating the right people, I go even farther down the road. And, um, and that has meant all the difference. And again, 2014, I can't say was the most spectacular year of my life. But I can say, I can look back and see I'm farther down the road. And it's because of the people that I imitated this year. The next thing that I want to cover is, uh, is or that's covered there is um, um, watching out for uh, who we make heroes out of. And um, again, we'll only have to be, be able to touch on this briefly, but um, we can see it all around us. There are heroes everywhere. Um, it's very easy, again, for children to identify your heroes because of who you dress like. I know uh, for me, Ninja Turtles, my mom made a costume out of felt in Louisiana. Long story. It was ridiculous. Um, but basically, you know, last year was probably Batman. What would you say this year? Boom. Frozen. Everybody was dressing like Frozen this year. Even Dad, apparently. Whole class loads of people were dressed as Frozen. And I really feel bad for the girl that I'm, uh, some of the girls that I think are tangled. I don't know. They look very sad. Everybody Frozen looks excited, Elsa. Um, but it's easy with kids to see who your heroes are. For adults, it becomes a little bit more tricky. Sometimes it can be reflected in our dress. We're obviously not wearing capes and costumes and things. But um, maybe we dress like that person on that television show or that celebrity we really like. Um, but basically, we see it comes out in how we spend our money, how we spend our time, all these different things. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, um, 1 and 2 says, uh, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Some of you may have heard that verse before. And uh, verse 2 says, uh, For by it the people of old received their commendation. And I really like that because that kind of summarizes the meat of what all of Hebrews 11 is about. It's really 
faith in action is what gets rewarded in the kingdom. That is what, um, that's what should be our heroes. Those should be the heroes. And the whole chapter, if you haven't checked it out, is those heroes. So it's really good to check out. The next thing is Joshua 24:15. It says, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the, uh, the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And again, this is Joshua saying this at the end of a phenomenal leadership post. Amazing things. He saw God do amazing miracles. And at the end of the day, what's the best he can say is, if nothing else, you guys go do whatever you want. You saw the same stuff I did. But if you can't serve that same God, me and my people... We had that lockdown. We're serving the Lord. That's the kind of hero that I want to make in my life. And um, we, uh, we have a lot of different heroes that we make in our society. Uh, but one of the best things or expressions you'll probably hear around here is um, to make some dead heroes. And the first time I heard that, I thought to myself, dead heroes. Those are awful heroes. But um, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people that have passed away that they've run their course and they kept the faith. They did the whole deal and we can look at their stories. Really quickly, my favorite is D.L. Moody. That's one of, you know, the all times uh, that I really like. There's an article called Why God Used D.L. Moody that I suggest that you read it. Seven things that I think are helpful for everybody. But one of the quotes from D.L. Moody is there was a pastor one time said, uh, the world is yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to him. And, um, D.L. Moody's response to that was, and not very arrogantly, but very succinctly, by God's help, I aim to be that man. That's a hero. (laughs) And since he's run his course, since he's passed, you know, for over 100 years, so it's not too soon, um, basically we can look at his life and say, that's what a full run with God looks like. And that's a good hero for us to have. Um, There's a a guide in um, in your program today that kind of lists off some other heroes. Um, I think the one that I was thinking of is uh, there's a Hudson Taylor's uh, Spiritual Secrets. I haven't read. looks phenomenal. It's been sitting on my bookshelf forever, and I think this year is the year I'm going to get to that one. But um, a lot of those books are really, really good. I Actually, I read the George Mueller book that's on there. It's really good as well. Um, basically, uh, just to kind of summarize everything today, um, we have uh, these kind of very pointed, very specific things that we can do um, to, to really make sure that we stay on track this year. Uh, we can look for people that are imitating God and follow them or look at their, their uh, imitate their, um, their walk, imitate the way that they do things. I know that word imitate sometimes just makes us all bristle because we want to be so original and we want to be creative. And I, if anything, I want to be the one being imitated if anybody's going to be. But the point is, is that when we line ourselves up with people that are really trying to do it, um, that's great. When we, we put ourselves behind heroes that are proven and stand the test of time, we can see that um, we're going to stick on the right path. And um, really, that's the whole thing. If we keep competing, we keep going down that road, we're never going to make progress. But if we imitate the right people, again, very summary, the right people, if we imitate the right people, God will use it to do phenomenal things this year. And um, again, let this be the first one that I say, I hope this is the most amazing 2015 that any of us see.
because we imitated God. Maybe it's not the most fancy one we've ever had, but it's going to be a great year if we imitate the right people. Um, I'm going to call up the band, and they're going to head up this way. Um, and I'm just going to walk us through um, three next steps real quick so that um, we can have specific applications on um, what to do. Uh, every week we do next steps because we want you really to be thinking uh, not just, wow, that was a good message, or man, that wasn't a good message, but specifically what in my life do I need to do to, to take this, what God said, and move forward. Um, the first thing is that you can evaluate the people you're currently imitating. Now, this might take a little journaling. This might take a little bit of thought. Um, maybe you might need to ask somebody else, who do you think that I'm imitating? Who's influencing me? That actually might be a really good exercise. Maybe that's the thing that you need to do. The next thing, you could choose a biography to read um, or commit. Uh, you could do this alone or you commit to do it with, uh, read it with somebody. I know that um, small groups... That's one of the things you'll do, so maybe that's a next step for you. And then finally, the ever-exciting blank. If you've heard something that you said, I really need to do that, just write it in there, check it, boom, put it in your Bible, you're ready to go. Um, I will just give one more announcement. We're, we are launching a new series next week that I know Jim, uh, Jeep Underwood is speaking, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and there will be donuts, I've been told. So if that doesn't get you excited, there you go. Um, All right, let's pray. Dear God, uh, we do thank you uh, for so many different reasons. And um, and during all the ups and downs of life, uh, you were there and you were powerful. And um, God, I just thank you so much for uh, just the fact that you've given us people to imitate and to humble ourselves. And um, God, I pray that uh, this year we all take this to heart and we, we follow well. And um, we trust you. Lord, we love you. Amen.